This is IAQ Radio, Indoor Air Quality Radio, the voice of the indoor air quality industry, with your host, Radio Joe Hughes, and the Z-Man, Cliff Zlotnick. And now, Radio Joe Hughes. Good day and welcome to IAQ Radio Plus. This week is episode 650. We've got a great show with reps from our sponsors discussing thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022 and beyond. We've got uh, some some great folks coming in here. Frank Mortal, Brittany Gordon, Larry Sloan, Jens Housley, John Donny, Adrian Foley, Bob Krell, Jay Stake, Mike Dakduk, John Lovett, Jim Akey, and Kirk Stewart. We've recorded short segments with each of them to get their thoughts on, you know, how their company uh, or association looks at uh, 2022 and beyond. So before we get started, let's thank those same sponsors. We couldn't do the show without them. Our marquee sponsor is Instascope at instascope.co. Our association sponsors are the American Industrial Hygiene Association, AIHA.org, the American Conference of Governmental Industrial Hygienists, ACGIH.org, the Cleaning Industry Research Institute, CIRIScience.org, the Indoor Air Quality Association, IAQA.org, the Restoration Industry Association, restorationindustry.org, the Institute for Inspection, Cleaning, and Restoration Certification, IICRC.org, Healthy Buildings America 2021, hb2021-america.org. Industry sponsors are AEML Laboratories, aemlinc.com, Particles Plus, particlesplus.com. Gray Wolf Sensing Solutions, graywolfsensing.com, TSI Inc., tsi.com, Sunbelt Rentals, sunbeltrentals.com, April Air, aprilaire.com, Healthy Indoors Magazine, healthyindoors.com. And now you can win a cool prize. It's time for the IAQ Radio trivia question. Be the first to correctly answer. Simply email your answer to czlotnick at cs.com. Or if listening live, just text your answer from your computer. And now, here's the Z-Man. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry to report there was no correct answer to 2021's final trivia question, which was to identify the editor of the 1993 New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene's recommendations on addressing mold growth indoors. The answer to that question was Christopher D'Andrea. The IQ Radio trivia question for today, January 7, 2022, has been sponsored by TSI an industry leader in the precision instrumentation for the monitoring of indoor air. Learn how to expand your IAQ investigations at TSI.com. Here's today's IAQ trivia question. What major holiday is celebrated today and why? Back to you, Joe. All right. Thanks, Cliff. We're going to go to first ACGIH uh, Executive Director Frank Mortal. We asked him about his thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022, and here's what he had to say. Well, boy, ACGI certainly appreciates the opportunity to engage with the IAQ radio uh, uh, audience. And my name is Frank Mortal, Executive Director of ACGIH. 2022, according to our leadership, 
is looking to be a very transformational year. And by that, we mean we're looking to challenge both our supporters, our members, our staff, and really our entire organization to take our opportunities to engage with the OEH community to the next level. We've learned a lot through the last two years of the pandemic. And if nothing else, the ability for our organization to be versatile enough to pivot into some of these challenges, including digital acumen and the ability to broaden our spectrum where appropriate for our experts within the OEH community, seems like it's going to provide a lot of tangible opportunities and outcomes for the OEHS OEHS community in 2022, beginning with Q1. And at that point, we're looking to identify the release of an air sampling technologies manual. This is many years in the making. It's really a compilation of worldwide expertise ranging in baseline necessities from compliance to the practical application of all sorts of air sampling technology methodologies. I think that's going to be very important for the listeners here and the viewers of IEQ Radio to identify where this air sampling technologies book can make a difference in your professional outcomes. By the second quarter of the year, this is something that's been a very, very large undertaking for ACGIH for, again, quite some time. But an online database, a reservoir, if you will, for all of our TLVs, BEIs, and the scientific documentation behind them. Imagine having immediate access to all of ACGIH's signature opportunities to identify those numeric values supported by the interpretation of those values on your phone instantly in a very easily way to navigate the search mechanisms, as well as on your tablet, laptop, or PC. That is coming in Q2. We're calling it the ACGIH Data Hub, and I'm very excited to see where that can take our science to the next level to support all sorts of OEHS professionals globally. By Q3, this is something, Joe, I'm sure your library will appreciate. We're looking to update, finally, after 23 long years, the Red Book, the the Bioaerosols Assessment and Control by ACGIH. This opportunity to this comprehensive guide to the assessment and control of bioaerosols and the wide range of contemporary workplace assessment is really something that's long overdue, but also we'll have COVID protocols, yes, but a wider range of of looks at what pandemic responses can be and, and could be going forward for the unfortunate event that future types of serious viral viral illness takes takes hold of the world going forward. This is going to be a landmark event, again, hoping in Q3 for the release of the second edition bioaerosols book. Very, very exciting for ACGIH, as well as in the Q4, we're looking to produce the 31st edition of our industrial ventilation, a manual of recommended practice for design. It's been at that point, four long years. It was when I first started with ACGIH in the fall of 2018, that the 30th edition was released. Well, this 31st edition has taken a little longer than our traditional three-year cycle. Why? Because we've introduced COVID protocols into this design manual. It's going to be dynamic, as well as a number of very cutting-edge opportunities for dilution ventilation and other very uh, serious opportunities that have been discussed, actually, on IAQ Radio in the past by the Industrial Ventilation Committee Chair of ACGIH, John Hale, Neil Zimmerman, and others in the ACGIH community of experts And again, we're hopeful we'll relate very, very highly to the audience of IAQ Radio. So that's a quarter by quarter big picture look. Of course, ACGIH 
as always, is going to be putting on our learning pass of virtual education. Next year, slated for two webinars a month, 24 next year, over 30 plus contact hours. And what's really fun about the learning pass from ACGIH next year, in addition to the high level of serious science that's aligned with our learning pass, it's $9 a credit hour. It's so affordable to get involved at these uh, opportunities to significantly increase your professional acumen through the lens of these, uh, you know, 90 minute or so virtual educational opportunities through ACGIH, as well as our in-person and now hybrid courses on industrial ventilation. We've had the world-renowned FIV industrial ventilation course. We're going to be putting on three of those next year. We now have an on-demand basics in industrial ventilation, soon to be translated into Spanish, as well as metric for our friends uh, overseas and around the world. And we also are producing an advanced industrial ventilation course next year. So we're very excited, pleased to be a proud uh, partner of IAQ Radio. And again, thank you for your opportunity, your time uh, today. Thank you, sir. That was Frank Mortal, the executive director of ACG. I, I love when he mentions that industrial ventilation there, Cliff. It always reminds me of Dr. Dietrich Weil. He, right. he used to rave about that, uh, that course and um, the book. So always brings back good memories. Let's go to AEML Labs, Brittany Gordon. We asked her the same thing. What are your thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Um, so AEML is doing really, really well. Um, we are looking forward to the new year, new year and having everyone kind of join us again with all of our events and having people come into the lab with the social distancing and stuff like that now that everything seems to be a little bit better. Um, you know, as far as our lab um, services, everything's exactly the same. Nothing's ever going to change. Uh, we're still going to give same day turn. We're still going to give you um, free shipping for all of the uh, samples coming in. All of those great services will always continue to be the same. Uh, we do have some events coming up in 2022, which we're really excited about. Uh, we are doing winter break again for anyone that needs their 14-hour CEUs. That's going to be at the end of January, January 27th through the 29th. So we're excited about that to have people come, come together again um, and see everyone's faces and say hello and stuff like that. We've Is that in West Palm? Uh, that's going to be in Deerfield. Deerfield so Beach? Tree, yes, the Doubletree in Deerfield Beach. Uh, it's Deerfield Beach, Boca Raton. Kind of the border there. Yeah. So okay. we're really excited about that. Um, everything in Florida is open so people can kind of enjoy a vacation down here and visit the local areas as well as join us for winter break. Um, and then come see us at the lab, too. We're here. And you're in a new facility since uh, the last time I was down there. Um, yeah, much bigger? we yes, we we went to a different facility. We are much bigger now. Um, you know, we have lots of uh, analysts here to read samples and a whole bunch of other people that kind of do Zoom meetings and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so we're more than just a lab here. We kind of try to do uh, client services, uh, things to kind of give back to our clients all the time, whatever we can do, we want to. And you're, you're the headquarters, but I don't know that people realize there's also an Australian uh, branch. Yep. Can you yep, tell us a little we, bit about that? Absolutely. We opened a branch in Australia. Uh, so we have a couple people over there as well. So we are now international and we have um, samples come from all over the world. Even from, um, from here too, we have samples that come from New Zealand and Ireland all over. They send them here or they send them in Australia, things like that. So 
we are international and we want to keep growing. So who knows where the next spot could be. I was just going to ask that if you knew what the next <laughs> one is, but we'll keep that not, for a later not announcement. Exactly. Not yet, but <laughs> any suggestions, we're here. We're, we're willing to do it. Okay. And um, yeah. I'm, I'm curious with COVID, you know, going on two years now, how did that affect business for AEML? Um, so I'm going to say we were pretty consistent throughout. Um, the good thing about mold for us is it never stopped growing, even though we, you know, COVID was a thing. Um, we are doing just as well now as we did then. Um, obviously, we are happy kind of that point is over just so we can kind of connect a little bit more with our clients and have people come in the lab and do some tours and things like that. But um, overall, I mean, COVID was difficult for everyone. And obviously, the employees felt it too. But we're happy to say that everything was consistent. And, and we, we grew from that experience as well. And I, as the director of client services, I, I assume mm -hmm. you talked to most every client and how has uh, COVID affected their businesses, the indoor air quality kind of guys and gals out there doing this work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I heard both ways, you know, some people were worried about doing inspections and things like that, but um, as the, the months went kind of went going and, you know, people got their vaccinations, I feel like more people are, um, okay with going in people's houses again and vice versa. People are okay with other uh, individuals coming to their homes now. So everything right now is exactly back to normal, if not better. Well, fantastic, Brittany. We appreciate mm -hmm. AML and yeah, their sponsorship of the blog. And uh, Cliff will be down to the us. winter break 2022 there. And, yes, uh, absolutely. Mold We're pump. I'm, yep, I'll bet speakers. you are. It should yeah, be an excellent it, It'll be program. a lot of fun. It'll be a great, a great event for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Brittany Gordon. We appreciate you thank joining you. us and look forward to talking again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Interesting how uh, they're looking at things in Florida and we'll soon hear from Mr. Donnie how they're looking at it in Hawaii. It's, a, it's an interesting world we live in here, folks. But before we do that, our next guest is Larry Sloan, the AIHA CEO. I got to tell you, these guys are, they are impressive, both Larry and uh, Frank and, and, and a lot of these uh, association management, Michael Dakduk will be with us a little bit later. They've, they've all uh, really impressed me. And it seems like the industry, the industry associations are picking it up a notch. So let's hear what Larry has to say. Well, thanks for having me on again, uh, Joe. Uh, it's been a very busy year. We uh, updated our AIHA Enterprise Strategic Plan that now will span 2022 to 2024. The uh, domains remain the same, but we've got a lot of new programs and initiatives that are going to be uh, populating those domains. And I thought what I would do is just kind of touch upon a few of the domain areas uh, as part of this year-end report. So first off, under the awareness domain, uh, we are just delighted that we received a CDC NIOSH grant earlier in 2021. And we've been working on a series of projects under that grant that are all based on uh, how to help businesses cope with the pandemic. And so we'll be rolling out all of the deliverables in early 2022, and they're all going to be housed on the AIHA website, uh, as well as a new uh, microsite called Commit to Care. So that's C-O-M-M-I-T-T-O-C-A-R-E dot O-R-G. And the Commit to Care campaign is basically a 
uh, a pledge that we're asking organizations and companies to take to basically spread this information, these knowledge products to their employees uh, or stakeholders if you're a professional society or a trade association. So we're very, very pleased and honored that we received the grant and there's a lot of really good uh, practical uh, deliverables in, in the months ahead. We also worked on two microsites, and I think we talked about this earlier in the uh, previous year, uh, www.workerhealthsafety.org, which is designed to help educate the general public about the OEHS profession. And then the other one is www.oehscareers.org. That's designed for students. Um, and there are a variety of deliverables, uh, knowledge products that are tailored for different age students, you know, middle school kids, high school kids, et cetera. In 2022, we're going to launch a new microsite called uh, www.healthierworkplaces.org. That's a uh, kind of a takeoff on our tagline, Healthier Workplaces, a Healthier World. So this new microsite is going to include all of the Back to Work Safely guidance documents, as well as uh, a home for all of the Commit to Care knowledge products that come off that CDC grant. It's going to be a one-stop consumer portal that has videos, infographics, other useful consumer tools uh, that are related to other issues like wildfire cleanup, mold, disaster recovery, and other resources for consumers. So we're very excited about launching that new microsite, healthierworkplaces.org, in early 2022. Under the community domain, we are pleased to have uh, launched a new uh, mentor program. Uh, we have a new mentoring platform. It features a one-step enrollment process, uh, algorithm-based matching for mentors and mentees, mobile accessibility, calendar syncing, an online chat feature, and also video call capabilities. We've got close to 200 mentors and mentees already enrolled. So this platform is going to make it a lot easier for folks to connect with one another, to help nurture students or early career professionals with their professional development. And this program is going to be available to all AIHA members, including our international folks. Under the knowledge domain, advancement of knowledge, we are pleased that finally, after many years of work, we have updated the AIHA Noise Manual. This is a very comprehensive knowledge product that was developed by some of the leading hearing protection experts in the country. That should be available for purchase in the middle of January. We've also released the updated mold guidance, as you know. That's called the Assessment, Remediation, and Post-Remediation Verification of Mold in Buildings, the second edition. Uh, that's an essential piece for professionals that are involved in conducting mold assessments in both residential and commercial buildings. Uh, in this uh, update, the uh, authors discuss exposure and hazard assessments, termination of requirements that are required for reoccupancy, as well as post-remediation ventilation methodologies and techniques. And then I'm very excited that, you know, over the last couple of years, as a result of the pandemic, we've been developing a lot of resources, again, for small businesses uh, to help respond to the pandemic. We've got a new uh, comprehensive library of all of these public resources available now in Spanish. And we have a webpage. Uh, we call it Recursos en Español. And if you go to the AIJ.org 
landing page, homepage, you'll see uh, a link to that page. And all of our materials in Spanish are now linked to the Recursos en Español landing page. And it includes publications, infographics, guidance documents, and white papers, all at no charge for our Spanish-speaking folks. Also, under the knowledge domain, we have a new Defining the Science initiative that kicked off at the beginning of 2021. This is a uh, collaborative venture between AIHA and ACGIH. Ultimately, we're going to be developing a new national OEHS research agenda. So it's going to be a list of topics that we're going to be looking for potential funding partners, whether it's NIOSH or academia. We feel that uh, both organizations uh, are well positioned to create this new national OEHS research agenda that'll be filled with cutting edge topics that we feel require additional research. We've created a climate change adaptation task force that is uh, going to be creating a new body of knowledge on how the OEHS professional addresses the ramifications of climate change. So that uh, body of knowledge is planned for 2022. We also have a new human capital task force that is going to be developing a white paper uh, on, again, the human capital and what they call the ESG, which is the environmental social governance space and what the role of the OEHS professional is in that realm. That's also planned for 2022. We um, created a, a grand challenge program under our fellows special interest group. This is an initiative that percolated up a couple of years ago, and we finally got ourselves organized. And this is really designed to identify what we call important, aspirational, and compelling initiatives that are geared towards solving critical needs around the world. And so we're in the process now of reviewing some themes that bubbled up from focus groups that we held in the fall. And we're aligning those themes with the UN sustainability goals. Uh, out of this effort, we'll be developing a membership survey to canvas the membership to obtain uh, further input. And then we'll be reaching out to allied associations in the OEHS space uh, to see who wants to partner with us on developing um, what I consider like a series of white papers that will be used to help further identify what these grand challenges are. We don't anticipate solving these grand challenges in the near future, but we wanna develop a library of uh, short discussion documents, if you will, that helps to identify what are these grand challenges? Um, you know, what makes up the issues and how do we go about figuring out ways to address them? So that's another initiative that we're launching in full earnest in 2022. So that's just a snapshot of some of the exciting programs that are lined up. Uh, I could go on, but I'm going to stop there and uh, just wish everybody a happy new year. Thank you very much. Thank you, Larry. Larry Sloan, uh, AIHA. And I'll tell you what, I, I was making notes as we went along because um, I forgot about a couple of things we chatted on. I definitely want to do a noise show sometime this year, Cliff, uh, early this year. I think that's a great topic. And uh, I also wanted to note their mentoring program. I think that's something that's very much needed in, in the industry and uh, glad to see they're working on that. Our next guest is Jens Housley from April Air. I love talking to these guys. You know, I mean, they're out there working with all the HVAC people, trying to figure out what the trends are. And, and I was kind of wondering, okay, what are they going to come up with? And they surprised me a little bit. So here's what's next.
you know, as the, the leaders in healthy indoor air, um, we've really taken that to heart over the last couple of years. And um, radon is going to be a big piece of that as we move into 2022. So not many people know this, but radon is the number one leading cause of lung cancer in non-smokers. Kills an estimated over 22,000 people a year um, and is really an issue in a lot of homes across the nation. So um, the EPA estimates that over 21 million homes um, have high, what we consider high levels of radon, uh, levels that we should be taking action on. So it's really, you know, an indoor air quality issue that's, that's widespread across our nation. So again, April Air, uh, on a mission to provide healthy air in every home, we've taken a stance on this and, and we've said, hey, it's, it's time for us to put another feather in our cap um, and really develop a, a radon solution, an end-to-end -end solution uh, for our dealers to work with their homeowners, their customers, and taking that healthy air uh, to the next level. So what we've done um, is we focused on what we heard from, from our, our customers, again, HVAC dealers across the nation. Um, we asked them, you know, what's been your hurdle in getting into this type of opportunity? And sometimes they, they had heard about radon and have even tried to get into radon. And the number one thing we heard was, we just don't know where to start. You know, we, we don't understand how to get in. We don't understand how to talk about it. So our focus over the last year and a half um, has really been providing a simple solution for them. And that's not just with our product. That's also with what it takes to become certified in, in radon mitigation. So we've developed a, a five-day training course um, that's tailored to our, our customers um, and gives them the information that they need and the time that they need to become certified in radon uh, mitigation. So that was really step one, is giving, giving them an easy way to get into, the, into this market. Step two is providing the reliable solution that April Air is known for. So we've developed uh, products for radon testing and radon mitigation um, that are gonna help our customers uh, control radon from end to end. So like I said, we have uh, short-term test kits uh, that are that are simple to use, uh, easy for our homeowners to put in their home and, and get results quickly. And then we have the mitigation solutions that are going to allow our contractors to get into homes and and mitigate and remove that radon from from the air in their homes, making that that healthy air um, prevalent in all the homes that they touch. So really, again, focusing on the end-to-end -end solution. Um, which not, may not necessarily be out there right now. And, and finally, I, th I think uh, as we talk to our customers, you know, they need to know that it's an opportunity that's worth it for them. And what's different about our approach is that we're being proactive in this solution. So the market today really is driven by real estate transactions. So somebody's selling or buying a home, and that's when the radon conversation starts. Um, it's limited, you know, there's a limited reach when we're talking about real estate transactions. When we look at our industry, the HVAC industry, our, our dealers are in, you know, over 30 million homes a year. So the reach is much, much greater than just a real estate transaction. So we can start having that conversation as our techs get into the homes, performing service calls, performing maintenance calls, or even installs. Um, so the reach in that healthy air conversation uh, is just exponentially 
grown when when we start talking about going to market in this way. And and that's kind of our our unique approach and and how we feel um, we can start to create that healthier air in every home and really drive home our mission of being healthy air. That's, uh, you know, I, my son does construction here. He's been asked to get into, you know, radar mitigation. And um, it sounds like a real nice approach. I, I think it'll do well, and, and you explain it well. And uh, we appreciate a, April Air sponsorship and uh, look forward to talking again. Yeah, thank you very much, Joe, and, and we appreciate it as well. Thanks for having me. All right, you're welcome. Take care. Yep. Jens Housley, he's a senior product manager at April Air, and, and like I say, that one caught me a little by surprise. I wasn't expecting them to focus as heavy on radon as they have, but like I said, my uh, my son, we've been getting calls from people saying, why don't you go into the radon, and I'm somewhat familiar with it. I've, I've had classes on radon in the past, but I wasn't sure how to get my boy started in that and it looks like april air was kind of ahead of the ahead of me on it and uh hopefully we'll work together with them down the road here so that was great all right let's go on to mr john downey john downey is the siri executive director and he was also uh siri is also working with isiac on healthy buildings 2021 and we'll which was moved to 2022 which is now as you will hear well let's let john tell you Hey, Joe. Uh, that's really well said. It's Healthy Buildings 2021 uh, in 2022. Just last week, about a week ago, uh, after this uh, Omicron variant just went crazy, we really felt we had no choice but to transition to a virt- all-virtual live conference. Unfortunately, Uh, Time in Hawaii is not going to happen, at least not this year, Uh, but the conference is full go. In fact, in some ways, the conference will be better, uh, at least content-wise, for people since it's going to be virtual because all sessions will be be available uh, live, including the poster sessions. Uh, and we have more flexibility in terms of being able to schedule for a global audience, which is what ISIAC's membership is. I mean, it's a, it's a global organization. So we're not doing it on Hawaii time, which is kind of an inconvenient time unless you're in Hawaii. Uh, but it will be scheduled in such a way that um, it'll be, it should be very convenient for people in North America but also people in Europe and Asia will have times when they're not sleeping uh, to uh, uh, attend the conference live, including all of the general sessions of the conference. And will they also be recorded so that if you miss one, you can go back later? Yes, yes. Everything is going to be recorded and uh, everything will be available through the conference site for 60 days. But in addition to that, after that, uh, we anticipate being able to provide like um, buckets, if you will, of sessions by certain uh, topic areas that will be available, you know, for purchase or to attendees at no additional cost. There's three different tracks, by the way, so you can't be watching three different tracks at the same time. However, you can choose any f- from any of the uh, presentations or workshops 
there's a total of 10, maybe even 11 workshops that are a part of the conference. I mean, it's it, the content of this conference is pretty in, incredible. Um, it's that a healthy buildings conference is always going to have uh, a lot of academic type research papers and presentations and posters and things like that. But with this conference, not only do we have more academics who put in for presentations that include practi the pr practitioner perspective, but we also have quite a few oral presentations and workshops, including one that Siri is involved in, uh, that are very much practitioner or practice oriented but all of them that we're trying to, to kind of build that bridge. That's, that's a big deal is building that bridge between researchers, what they do, why they do it, and practitioners, what they do, why they do it, and making sure that there's a relevance between the research and, and, and what practitioners need. So uh, you, you mentioned Siri, and um, you've been involved for the first time now with ISIAC, the International Society for Indoor air quality and climate. I believe I got that right. The acronym police will let me know. Um, what, uh, tell us what's new with Siri next, you know, coming up this year. And also do you have future plans with ISIAC? All right. So I'll, I'll answer your second question first by, and I will answer it by not answering it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that is to say, we hope to be able to partner with ISIAC again and we have a plan, but we aren't going to pursue that plan until after this conference is over. So uh, I, I am pretty excited about the potential for doing that, but I don't want to uh, get ahead of myself in, uh, in, 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 in announcing something that is not reality at this point. But okay. it, it is for Siri, and actually it leads into the, uh, the, the second your first question that I, I'm answering second, for an organization like Siri to partner with other organizations and various types is really important because we have such a, we have a narrow, deep focus. We need other organizations that have a broader focus. Their scope is greater than ours in many ways, but ours is deeper than theirs in many ways. You know, we, we feel like we can be complementary with a lot of different organizations. A couple of them I will mention, you know, we'll, we'll be working with at the ISIAC conference. Mm -hmm. uh, that would be IICRC as well as I believe uh, the president of RIA will be in, also involved in a workshop that we're doing. That is th That workshop is gonna be a look back at the foundational research that was done uh, back in the 1990s and 2000s by, uh, well, by a variety of people, but Gene Cole, Mike Berry, and others, uh, but that, that research kind of established the foundation for the standards and the standards development process that the IICRC in particular did. Also ISSA, there was research that was related to ISSA, another association, and RIA also has participated in some ways in, in, in those things. So it will be helpful for practitioners who don't know 
about what of substance is behind standards in particular uh, that have been developed in addition to you know uh, practitioners my experience is that researchers for the most part have no clue about the the research that was done because it's too old for them they don't yeah. basically anything older than two or three years they don't recognize well that doesn't i mean i understand why that would be in that world but in our world the world of the practitioner the contractor the restorer uh, you know, you do, we don't get the amount of research that you get in the research, you know, in, in the academic area. So we, it was really good research done with and, and established a very firm foundation. Uh, it's important that that be recognized. All right, John, well, any other big plans for Siri in 2022, or do you want to kind of keep that close to the vest until we see you again? Well, I would, it, there are a couple things that we're working on that I, I, if, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll, uh, I'd like to just mention real quick. Sure. It, it is related to that research that I talked about. We're going to put together a special issue of the Siri uh, peer review publication that's going to feature the historical research. And so we're, we're basically going to take those papers that have not really been seen by 90% of the people in the industry. And we're going to put to get, put those to, that information together as a special issue. And it might be something that we will do on a continuing basis and focus on research in different areas. The other thing is um, also kind of related as well. Uh, you may be familiar with a show in Europe called Interclean. It's a building service contractor commercial cleaning show. It's humongous. It is uh, put on by an organization that I think Rye, it's R-A-I and pronounced Rye. And we were talking, have been in discussions with them about development of a cleaning science library, uh, a research library that um, we've actually, at Siri, we've actually been working on one already based on the papers that we have published in our publication. I also got permission from the IICRC to publish the papers, republish the papers that originally were published in their publication. We had begun that process and they, the thing is, Rye and Interclean, they could turbocharge that process mm -hmm. and have expressed an interest in it. We're, we're hoping to put something together. It isn't finalized by any means, but we're hoping to be able to do something uh, together and uh, maybe begin, uh, maybe announce it at the Interclean show, which is in May. Sounds like interesting stuff, John, and very important. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. it it's a, there's a lot going on, and that's good. Uh, I like to be busy. I'm probably more busy than I should be. Thank you, John Dotty, Executive Director of Siri, and uh, also representing Healthy Buildings America 2021. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch soon, John. Sounds great. Thank you so much, Joe. Always great to hear from Mr. Donnie. He's done a fantastic job with that organization. They kind of fell off the screen for a while, but John has put them back on in a big way. And I think it's important stuff they're doing and collecting all that research that's gone on over the years. I think that's vital and uh, looking forward to continued work with Siri. 
Next up is from First On Site, uh, one of our newer uh, sponsors with the Afterthoughts program. Uh, after the show, you can go to Afterthoughts and check out our thoughts on the show and some thoughts from uh, listeners as we went through it on the chat, etc. So looking forward to uh, building that as the year goes on. But Adrian is the Vice President of Marketing, Marketing for First On Site. So we're going to get a rather large restoration company's view on the uh, thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022. Thanks, man. Uh, listen, first, I want to say Happy New Year's to you, John, Joe, the whole team there at IAQ, and all the viewers and listeners. It's been awesome being partners with you guys this year and looking forward to continuing this relationship for 2022 and beyond. So we're really excited to be a part of this, this family and this community, community that you guys have built. Um, at first onsite, we had an awesome year. We, you know, we, we launched our brand in March of 2021. And uh, since then, we've grown unbelievably. We have an aggressive uh, growth strategy. We've acquired eight other companies and successfully integrated them into first onsite. Um, and, you know, our global footprint is just growing every day. And the whole purpose of that is to, to better serve our clients um, in any way that they need. You know, we have this grand vision uh, clip of being, what do we say? We say uh, the only partner you'll ever need. And we really believe we can get there for our clients. Um, you know, none of our competitors are growing at this rate. We're the fastest in the industry. We, have, we recognize that. And of course, it's, it's a challenge at the same time as it's exciting. Um, so for 2022, we, we plan to continue that aggressive growth strategy because we really want to do realize that vision of being the only partner our clients will ever need. But to be honest with you, our focus right now and in, in in going into the year and for the foreseeable future is really about providing value to our clients. It's not a focus on all the things you would think about in business. It's really on specifically value for our How do we provide better and greater value for them? And then we have another goal, which is to become the number one employer of choice. Again, lofty goal, but we feel if we work hard, we can get there. Because part of that value for our clients is by having a team of people who want to work at first on site, want to work in restoration. We love the idea of building a culture that will allow folks and, and excite folks and inspire folks from all different industries, all walks of life, all diverse backgrounds, you name it to come and work for us because we have an awesome culture. We really value people that look at things differently, have different perspectives. And we try to bring that to, you know, to the, to the, to our, to what we do for our clients. And, and, and really because we're new, we have that opportunity now. We're, we're not bound to some old way of doing things in restoration. A first onsite has this, this freedom uh, to be forward thinking. I, I think, Two great examples of that is this massive investment that we made in technology, which you'll learn a little bit more about in 2022. We're bringing some things to market that have never been done before solely to provide that great value for our clients. We're not talking some little crappy iPhone app. We're talking like real time, big time data driven technologies that no one has ever heard of before. It's pretty exciting stuff. So we're just really excited for the year. We, we're going to you know, get to our one year anniversary in March and have a big celebration for that and, um, and just continue to grow. Adrian, do you have any plans on, on going overseas or are you already overseas? A great question. We're in currently all of North America and Puerto Rico. We have, I think, a little over 90, um, you know, branch offices and 23, 2400 employees. Um, and yeah, you know, listen, we say we're global. Uh, we want to be global. 
Uh, I'm not sure what the grand plans are to get there, but I, I personally would love to go and, and work in, uh, <laughs> with some folks in Europe or Southeast Asia, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's certainly those kinds of plans down the road. Um, how we get there, I'm not sure exactly at this moment. And I'm just wondering, you know, there's a big consolidation going on in the restoration world. There's also consolidation of the um, people who service the restoration world, the, you know, the, the, the groups that provide pricing and things like that. How has that affected uh, first on site? Well, you know what I got to say is that you're absolutely right. This is we're in the second phase of the market for restoration, which is that consolidation phase. So we're seeing, you know, this massive flow of uh, uh, private equity coming in and all sorts of changes happening. You know, for us at first on site, it's an exciting time. I think it's an exciting time for anybody in the business, whether you're a, a mom and pop business that's been, you know, doing your thing in your region for 20 years or you're a big company like First Onsite, or you're any one of the vendors that services our industry, um, it's an amazingly exciting time because there's all this money flowing in. There's incredible opportunities. And let's face it. I mean, we have change in our environment every day now. We, we You and I were talking earlier about crazy 10 feet of snow in, in California. So, so there's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of folks to to basically take care of and get out there and, and rebuild their lives. So I don't know, I just look at it as really, really awesome time. And, and I think most of the folks in our, our vendors, as well as other companies that that we're partners with would agree. Fantastic. It was always, it's great to talk to you and, and get that kind of global perspective, you know, on the restoration world. Uh, you guys are the big dogs out there, one of only a few. And it's always interesting to see where you see things going in 2022. Yeah, man. It's great to be here and great to be working with you guys. And I'm looking forward to next year. Thanks so much. Thank you, Adrian. All right. Let me get that that site prop uh, correct. It's afterthoughts.iaqradio.com and uh, sponsored by First On Site. Having a great year. Next up, Bob Krell, founder of Healthy Indoors Magazine. Need I say more? Always great to talk to Bob. Uh, predictions. Well, 2022 hopefully will be uh, a lot better than 2020 and 2021. Um, it, it's been tough. I mean, honestly, it's mixed blessing for us because you know we're an online media company. So for us, you know, we're online anyway. So the fact that live oh. events and person stuffs cancel isn't isn't that much of a stretch for us because we, we we've been pushing the uh, online envelope for quite a while. Uh, but you know, it's still been, it's still been stressful for everybody, right? I mean, this hasn't been an easy two years right. for for anybody in any industry. You know? um, so, and I think we're you know this this uh, you know pandemic and you know the SARS CoV two uh, virus thing. This isn't going anywhere in the near future. Um, so I, I think we're still going to be living with some artifacts of it for you know at least the remainder of this year, um, and maybe going on you know longer. So this this might be at least a modified way of life for us. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, so, you know, e- economically, I mean, I can't really speak to the entire industry. I can speak to, you know, the sectors that I work in, you know, there seems to be a lot of work and a lot of opportunity, a lot of business uh, in the indoor environmental industry. So this isn't, at least speaking for myself, it hasn't been financially burdensome, you know, but it's been just mentally stressful, just life in general. So, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I mean, 2022, we're, we're really excited about what's going on this year with, at least in our world, with Healthy Indoors. Um, 
We've uh, last year, uh, mid-year, we launched the uh, Healthy Indoors Online Global Community, which is a, a totally new platform, really uh, very indoor environmental, indoor air quality centric. Um, and, and it's basically an online communications platform, networking platform, and media platform uh, for people all around the world. It's free. Um, and it, you know, envision like a Facebook slash uh, LinkedIn specifically for indoor environmental issues. So it's mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty exciting. You know, it's gaining traction. I mean, it's it's new and uh, we're, we're real excited about the prospects of what we can do. Uh, the Healthy Buildings America conference that just got moved to totally online. Yes. Uh, originally, we were going to be live streaming from the uh, Honolulu event on the community. So we had partnered with them to do that. Uh, that's off now. They moved it to another platform to uh, just to better facilitate what they're trying to do with all online. It's a little bit different environment now. Um, but, you know, we'll be doing more events like that through the course of the year. And uh, of course, uh, magazine's still there. You know, we come out every month and uh, write about stuff people are interested in, I hope. And it's show production, you know. Behind oh, us, the Healthy Indoors live show comes back weekly in February, and the After Hour show comes back monthly in February. So, all right, Bob. Well, that sounds great. Uh, happy 2022. Always great to talk to you, get your thoughts. Uh, I tend to agree. The IEQ world, you're just going to have to learn to rock with it. And you know what? There's a lot of opportunities out there, like you said, um, and there's more awareness than ever. So, take Absolutely. advantage of it. Absolutely. Well, you know, happy new year, Joe, um, to you and Cliff and uh, all your staff. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Thanks, Bob. Have a great right. day. Take care, everybody. All right. Next up, Jay Stake. Jake, as we call him, IAQA president with his thoughts, plans for 2022. Hey, Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> I love hey, it. This is a good time of year. It's for families and friends. But that's uh, right. Thank you, Joe, and everybody for inviting me here. Uh, this has been a crazy year, along with last year. Uh, you know, to some people, they made money hands over fist exponentially. Other companies really suffered. Uh, it's been a trying time. Um, you asked if our industry will get back to the normal. Uh, that's a very subjective term. What is normal now? I mean, yep. is it just the cleaning? Is it, you know, the testing? What is it? Um, it's just everybody's just trying to survive and do the best they can with what's going on. Uh, in the IAQ world, what we're doing is we're getting back to the basics. We're getting back to the education and benefits for our members and, uh, you know, in short time, we're going to be releasing the school mold standard for everybody, you know, Great. for, um, and it'll be at no charge. You know, they're going to have to fill out a form and that way it'll help the educational facilities. And, and this is indoor air quality in schools or yeah, mold in schools? It's the mold and moisture assessment standard. Okay. So we're specific to mold and moisture on that one. Good. Yeah. And we've been working on it for quite a few years. We finally finished it, and we're just doing up the final touches, you know, to go through the publication process. Great. That's been a long time in coming. I bet there's 10 years in that document. No, wrong. 16 and a half. But wow. who, who's counting? Who's counting, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But if you go to our mission statement, 
Indoor Air Quality Association's leading organization dedicated to developing, educating, and supporting our multidisciplinary membership to identify and resolve indoor environmental challenges. You know, our membership is basically 40% consultants, 40% contractors, and 20% academia, laboratories, sponsors, et cetera, et cetera. Facilities people. So like I said, we're getting back to the basics, the education and benefits. That's why I joined, you know, over 20 years ago, you know, back in the late 90s. Uh, it was the education. And that's what we're getting back into. Uh, that's what our members have been asking for. And that's what we're going to, you know, start delivering to them. And... Um, so what do you think? Are we going to, you're going to be live in Tucson this year? Is it going to go off? We're going to be live in Tuscan. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the registration's open. Uh, you know, we're getting a lot of people registering for it. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, Abra is going to join us. You know, the American Bio Recovery Association. Yep. They're joining us uh, for the conference. And, I mean, things are tougher. It's not the same as it was years ago. And I'm hoping nothing happens, you know, with shutdowns or anything like that. But we're going full steam ahead. We're going to be there in person. Do you have a backup plan for online if, if things get worse? We will have to. if You know, I mean, if it comes down, we're going to have to go to plan B. Okay. What other new things do you see for 2022? I mean, you, uh, a lot of people know you in your role as the IAQA uh, president, but you also have two small companies that do indoor air quality work. How's business been for you? Well, the one company, JJ Consultants, you know, we do the full-blown indoor air quality assessments. That has really picked up where on my relocation side, structural science, it's really dropped off because People are buying homes with no inspections. And on the relocation side, after a home inspection, that's when they require either myself or structural inspections, HVAC, electrical. They're buying the homes and not even gone through the inspection process. So that's why if and when the market crashes, then that part of my business will come back full blown. Gotcha. All right, Jay, anything else you'd like to add on IAQA side or on your own personal side for 2022? I'd just like to thank all of our sponsors, you know, for our 2022 conference, which is Particle Plus, PROAC, SGS, IICRC, RFG, Met One Instruments, Safe Traces, Quantum Labs, Micometer, Foster, and Anthropy Analytical. And I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and a safe holiday. And it's, like I said before, it's a time for family and friends. And you know, I value that more than anything. Yes, sir. And maybe you can move back a little so we can get a little better look at that lovely suit you have on. I guess, huh? Yeah. (laughs) See, I'm an elf in training. Oh, my. It's even got the IAQA logo. I love it, Jay. Yeah, right there. (laughs) Thanks again, buddy. Always great to talk to you. Hey, take care. Tell everybody we said hi and be safe.
Will do. All okay. right. Bye-bye. Uh, that was that was great. Brings back many memories. Uh, Mr. Steak is is one of the, one of our favorites here. All right. Next up, uh, we're gonna we're gonna run a little over. Just warning people. Uh, probably about fifteen minutes. We're gonna go to the roundup after these next two. But first, we want to hear from Michael Dakduke, President and CEO of the IICRC. These are the big dogs in the restoration world. So uh, let's hear what their plans are for twenty twenty two. Well, first, let me just thank you, Joe, for having me on IAQ Radio. I really appreciate it. 2022, we're excited to be in the second quarter of our strategic plan. Our fiscal year 2022 actually starts in October. So we're already three months into our 2022. Uh, and for the, for the new year, the new calendar year, we're fully implementing the strategic plan that was adopted last year. We have four priorities. First is accreditation, second is advocacy, third research, and fourth technology. So those are our four priorities moving into to the new year. You know, you, you, you piqued my interest when you say accreditation. Can you, can you expand on that a little bit? What, um, what direction is IICRC headed into as far as accreditation goes? I'm glad you asked, Joe. Uh, most know, I'm sure you're you're well aware, and uh, most of your listeners, that our standards are accredited by the American National Standards Institute, but our certifications have never been accredited. So for the first time in this new year, 2022, uh, we are excited to be on the path towards certification accreditation. So uh, that, that'll be the first time ever, I, I believe, in the industry that an organization is both accredited as a standards developing organization and have an accredited certification. So that's been in the works since last year, uh, and it was one of the strategic priorities we had in last year's strategic plan that carried over to this year. Accreditation is a long process. There's a lot of procedures to follow. Um, but we're well on our way uh, to seeing that happen in the new year. Which certifications do you plan on starting with as far as accreditation and what organization do you plan on getting accredited through? Yeah, that's uh, another great question there. Uh, mold. We're going to start with mold. I believe that that most of the the kind of regulatory movement and laws that you're seeing across the United States and internationally for that matter, at least that's what our research shows. Most of the movement is around mold remediation and mold assessment. So we're starting with our, what is now known as the mold removal specialist certification. Uh, and we're going to work on getting that accredited. We're focused on receiving initial accreditation through ANSI as well, which our standards are certified. They have a separate entity under them called the National Accreditation Board, ANAB, uh, the ANSI National Accreditation Board, that fo focuses specifically on uh, certification accreditation. So we're doing it both through ANSI, and that's mostly because ANSI is the most well-known and reputable uh, accreditor here in the United States, but also internationally. There are other international bodies that we've looked at, and there are other accreditors here in the States that we've looked at. But we believe because of ANSI's reach and its reputation that it makes so much sense to, to look at accreditation for our certification under their ANAB umbrella. 
Well, that, that's certainly uh, sweet music to my ears, Mike. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I, uh, I, I, don't, I, I was on that board many years ago, and I, I was a real advocate for working toward accreditation, just like with the uh, standards, and I, I'm, I'm so thrilled to hear that's going on and uh, look forward to keeping up with IICRC and, you know, following how that's coming along. And um, hopefully we'll be getting you on again here pretty soon to chat a little bit more about upcoming events. Before we go, um, you mentioned the three other areas. Maybe you could just kind of real quickly highlight what, what you got planned in those areas. Sure. I'll start with uh, one of the other priorities that was a carryover from last year. So accreditation was one of the priorities carried over and technology was one of the priorities carried over from last year. The other two are brand new, which I'll touch on in a minute. But technology, we invested well over half a million dollars into uh, revamping our database system so that we can process certifications faster, get renewals processed quicker, uh, and at the door so that and the, the registrants, the certified technicians and certified firms get their certificates in a timely manner. We also implemented new customer service with technology. One of the newest things we did is put a live chat function right on the homepage of our website. We've interacted with over, over 30,000 individuals now, and we have an over 92% satisfaction rating that we're holding. So when I first arrived, one of the things that the team agreed on was we got to get customer service up. It's got to be the highest at the highest level. So we're measuring customer service, uh, not one, not two, but three different ways. And the three different ways that we measure it are all exceeding industry benchmarks. So I just mentioned one with the live chat a satisfaction. Our turnaround time on processing exams and getting renewals uh, taken care of have all been significantly reduced. Uh, so we're really excited about that. And that was because of our investment in technology. The two new strategic priorities are um, advocacy and research, and they go hand in hand. So the first is uh, advocacy, and we're primarily focused on government relations with laws and regulations being worked on around trauma and crime scene cleanup and about around mold remediation and assessment. So we are drafting letters, uh, working on congressional testimony uh, and other sort of advocacy initiatives to make sure that they're aware that there are industry standards that exist. So instead of letting the government define what the regulations are around them, we want them to know that the industry is already doing it. Most of the time, they're just not aware. Once they figure out that there are accredited standards and there's industry certifications out there, they're, they're sort of first surprised if they haven't heard of it before, which is surprising how many of those are out there that they're not even aware of uh, the existence of, of our organization or the standards and certs. Um, but then they're also very interested in involving us in the development of the regulation and laws. And the last one is research. So we want to work on research to, uh, to, to be a stronger institute. And the research we're talking about initially is, is related more to like labor outcomes. For example, uh, a lot of the work around, uh, let's use restoration as an example, is categorized under construction. So job demand with construction uh, is not broken out for the restoration field. And so we don't know what the 10-year projection of growth is in water restoration, fire restoration in those fields. 
And so we're looking at different types of research to figure out, okay, number one, are we creating the right certifications based on demand in the marketplace? And if we have certifications or standards that are not informing the industry or marketplace, let's design those based on future projections. So we're excited about those four, and I'll just recap them again. It's accreditation and technology as the carryover from last year, and the two new ones being advocacy and research. Michael, that was perfect. Thank you. Thanks, Joe. Really appreciate your time. Thank you, and thanks for spending some time with us today. Of course. Take care, sir. All right. Next up, our marquee sponsor, Instascope CEO, John Lovett, on his thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022. Well, I wish I knew it was going to happen in 2022. It's been a confusing uh, journey for everyone. But what we did see this last year that was pretty apparent was the the concern about indoor air quality is higher than we've ever seen it. Many of the customers that are considering purchasing Instascope come to us because their phone is ringing saying, I want, can you tell me what's in my air? And if all they're doing is running a mold test with spore traps, they're really not telling him what's in their air, except maybe the mold. Um, and, and most often that is not going to get to the true exposure, which Instascope will, will do for you. So we have found that quite interesting that all of a sudden this is getting on people's radar. As we talked earlier, Joe, um, there is not a defined network for indoor air quality service providers. And so that's what we're wrestling with now. Um, Instascope allows a technology-enabled service, um, and, and that's, that's what we're looking uh, at right now, is providing that technology-enabled service to where it's something that uh, we would set up or work with, yeah. people, work with people who want to get in that space specifically. Yeah, it's not like, you know, the restoration side of things where they have these big franchises nationwide, et cetera. When you're dealing with IAQ folks, they're mom and pop and maybe some companies that are a little bigger, but they mostly do more industrial hygiene and health and safety type mm -hmm. work. Is that what you're running into then? That is what we're running into. It's um, the mom and group is, is a very good group and they relied on what they've done for some time. Um, what we're finding, both the commercial and residential, we just spoke about that in schools, is there's fairly significant opportunity in organizations that are needed to provide the service that we believe is there. Schools, commercial, and then, of course, residential. If I'm a customer and, and want to know what's in my air, I'm not going to get it with a couple of indoor mold samples. Um, and, and the pandemic has really brought that to the forefront. And with, with the Instascope, you can take as many samples as you want in that, in that time frame, which is one of the benefits of having that technology. It is. It's a continuous run whole area. And that's important. If you're talking about exposure, and um, that really is the, the core of this, what's the exposure in my built environment, whether it's commercial or residential or other? We can tell them that because we're doing whole area. Oftentimes, there'll be one room or one area of that room that a person should be concerned about. And that's the virus and mold, which we segregate in one bucket and then the mold. And then the third part of it is the other bioparticles of concern. 
So you have a pretty good picture across the spectrum of what's in your air and what's your exposure. And you also do particle counts, uh, temperature, relative humidity. Um, am I missing anything, John? No, that's correct. And okay. those that are doing this oftentimes will bring in the VOC meters and so on. But what we're after is a service that will provide that exposure assessment. And then you also are aware of solutions because you've done work with Dr. Mark Hernandez, University of Colorado, a lot of school work. Can you tell people what uh, essentially was the outcome of that research? The, the research is, is pretty clear that when you know what's in your air, you have the ability to inform a solution. Um, in many cases, we've seen carpets that are just filthy, full of mold. People open their windows, and over time, you build up all of those spores. Maybe they're inactive, but it's still stuff that you resuspend and breathe. Okay, So when we can see this, which we do with Instascope, because it's very clear when you see resuspension, if you have high loading or concentrations, you say HEPA vacuum. The most effective and, and least cost is generally the spot filtration. Those are filters, HEPA filters. And you can place those strategically based on what you see with Instascope, okay, to lower that entire um, exposure, occupant exposure in the built environment. Very simple to do. But one of the things a customer says is, how do I know I have a problem? If you're not measuring the air, they don't know there's a problem. There may not be. Yeah, you kind of make the invisible visible. That's exactly right. And then with that, you're able to inform solutions. HEPA filters, HEPA vacuums, you know, increase your airflow uh, through be better ventilation, you know, get your filters changed. But we can show that reduction in real time. One of the Instascopes was used in the Trump organization, and they were able to show very quickly uh, what an exposure reduction looks like for a large filter company. Hmm. Very interesting, John. Anything else uh, we should know about in 2022? I don't want to tip off any secret plans or anything like that. <laughs> no, that's what we're looking at. We're, we're being fluid in the market. There are upgrades continually in the instrument, um, you know, that will give us more information, but that's essentially it. All right. Well, thank you so much, John. Always, uh, always a pleasure getting a chance to chat. Thank you, Joe. All right, let's jump right into Particles Plus. Jim Akey. Jim's been around this industry for many, many years. It's always great to hear his thoughts on what might be coming up as far as his uh, thoughts, predictions, and plans for 2022. We are excited about 2022. We're coming out with a, a whole slew of new products um, for, for the indoor air quality industry. We're real excited about the uh, air care monitor. Um, it's going to be a lower cost, still... Uh, keep our accuracy and resolution, um, but there'll be for the uh, uh, buildings, uh, homes, uh, monitoring PM values, temp humidity, TVOC, CO2, um, all, all, sorts of, all sorts of good stuff. So really excited about that. We're hoping to have that uh, first quarter of next year. Sounds like you're branching into more indoor air quality and not just particles. Correct. Yes. Yep. Yeah, we, we, this, this year we released an ambient outdoor monitor, um, and we're coming up with uh, a few improvements on that as well. Um, yeah, the, the, the direction of the company has really been focused on the uh, uh, air quality, uh, both, both indoor and outdoor. Um, you know, during the summers out here on the West Coast with all the, all the uh, forest fires, uh, that was a very big topic for uh, 
a lot of the folks out here out here out west here. So yeah. Yeah, now you, and I don't know that people realize Particles Plus has always had the capability to do more than just particles. You do, you know, temperature, relative humidity. Um, do some of the models also do things like total VOCs or? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. Any, any, of the, any of the instruments, uh, we call them air quality monitors. Um, they'll, do, they'll do particulates, temp humidity, uh, PM values. And then uh, right now we've got mainly TVOC, total volatile organic compounds and CO2. Um, so we do do a couple of the gases. We're working on uh, expanding those uh, CO, you know, add, add different things for uh, different customers, kind of, kind of a plug and play type thing. I got you. Okay. Yeah. And then how, you know, a lot of people had a rough year last year. How about particles plus? How did things go for 2021? We are actually uh, on track for uh, about a 20 to 25% growth. Um, so we have been extremely busy. Um, and, and a lot had to do with the COVID. A lot of people, you know, obviously more people are concerned about it, monitoring, wanting to try to monitor, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, we've, we've been keeping real busy. Um, Good. We're, we're, we're finding a few uh, uh, parts shortages, uh, just like everyone else. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we're, uh, luckily we stocked up. Uh, gosh, Adam had stocked up for a, a year's worth of stuff, so we're, we're still running strong. Good, good. And, and how does the um, demand look for next year? Um, we're expecting, again, expecting growth, uh, with the air care monitor, we've got a large bid. Um, I'm probably not supposed to say who it's from. Um, but, uh, so that will be, uh, in, in the, uh, multi-millions, um, wow. of dollars. So yeah, uh, it so yeah, I think we're gonna, we're gonna really explode in 2022. I know particles plus is always a big presence at a lot of, um, you know, conferences and, events. Uh, I'm sure that had to be cut down a little last year. How's it look for this year? You think you'll be on the road? We, yeah, we're planning on being at the uh, IAQA in Tucson, the AHR in Vegas. Um, unfortunately, I'm supposed to go to Hawaii for a healthy buildings uh, <laughs> conference. <laughs> Poor next, guy. Next month. We, we also, do, we're, obviously, you, you, as you know, we, we sponsor the Indoor Air Quality Association and the shows. Yes. Um, we also sponsor a number of the uh, IAQ chapter meetings. I was just up in Seattle a couple of weeks ago um, for one of their meetings. We're starting to, uh, up there. We're starting to get a few more people to actually come come in live, um, which is nice. Um, but they, they they're, they're doing a, a live and virtual. Uh, so for the people that aren't comfortable yet coming in, but uh, yeah, no, for shows we've got a whole lineup of them. Um, but if well, we, when you when you go to these local shows, how are the you know, the, the one and two man, you know, there's a lot of mom and pop IAQ people out there. How do they seem to be doing? Um, the, it's funny, the, the, the Seattle chapter that I, that I sponsor each, each, each quarter, um, is mainly made up of, uh, IHs. Um, not a whole lot of, uh, mom and pop, um, Mike Smith, the guy that uh, runs it, um, you know, he's got employees throughout, uh, throughout the whole West coast. Um, so I it's, see. It's, it's, it's a large organization. Um, I mean, I, I, I meet some guys that are, you know, four or five man shops. Um, they have been struggling. Um, I, you know, just like everyone has, you know, um, right. but, uh, uh, hanging in there, you know, um, I, I, when I make my calls, I don't get any, uh, out of business, you know, <laughs> messages. So that's, well, that's good. Nice. That's what's <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. So it's, uh, I, th- I think overall, we, we see a rebound uh, in, in a lot of areas. Um, you know, our, we're also, we're not just solely in the inner quality. We do, we do a lot in the controlled environments or cleaning spaces. Yeah. Uh, 
pharmaceutical, you know, they've always had money and always will have money. So um, there hasn't been a drop off in that per se. Um, I see. Well, Jim, I appreciate you joining us. Anything you want to add before we go? No, just happy holidays, man. It's good to see you. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody at the, uh, at the either AHR or IAQA. That sounds great. Jim Akey, always great to, to hear from you. you Have a good you. holiday. Okay, bye-bye. Take care, buddy. Next up, and, and our last one, and this will be a little different uh, spin on things because we've, we've got the Sunbelt Reynolds folks, Kirk Stewart. He's their national product manager for Sunbelt. And uh, we start out talking about how busy they have been during the COVID era. So it's a little different perspective and uh, very interesting. It's been a great, great time over the last two weeks talking with our sponsors, getting a feel for how things are in the industry. Let's finish this last one. And then Cliff and I are going to go to the roundup and have a few final thoughts. Yeah, you, you said it. And then some, um, we have, uh, we have ramped up in, uh, in a very, very large way, our indoor air quality offerings from a product perspective, um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, as we've all kind of gone through the pandemic, we've, uh, we've seen manufacturers run into supply chain problems. Uh, just something as simple as just not enough air scrubbers in the whole world to, to, to fill the need when you look back at the beginning of this pandemic. And even now, as things have caught up, um, the rental business has become just, just a real viable option for people out there who need air quality gear. Now, we're focusing on, um, you know, the, uh, the air scrubbers, temporary containment walls, pressure monitors, different products that, that kind of uh, have always been in the world of Sunbelt. We've always had these products. Um, but the pandemic has just forced us to reevaluate how large we need to be, you know, what that scope really needs to be. Um, I used to talk about uh, indoor air quality gear um, in the thousands of pieces. Now I talk about it in the tens of thousands of pieces. Um, we used to have a, a relatively limited line of products that we could offer um, for indoor air quality. Now we're expanding into different areas that we never even touched on before. So things like temporary containment walls. That was a product line that didn't exist in, uh, in Sunbelt. But as uh, more and more customers have uh, requested it, have talked about it, and we see it as a, uh, a real, uh, real game changer in the industry, um, we've gotten in that business. And that's the way Sunbelt operates. If there is a need, if a consumer has a need, um, be it from a, a hospital group, a contractor, or anybody else that works in this kind of uh, this industry, we want to be there to support them no matter what. And let's talk a little bit more about that containment wall thing, because I, I find that very interesting. Um, can you tell us a little more about who you're partnering with there and, and how you plan on rolling this out? Yeah, absolutely. This is a product that, or a project that's near and dear to my heart. We are setting up a, a new specialty division in the world of Sunbelt. Um, it's going to be called Temporary Containment Walls, or TCW. Um, we'll be utilizing different manufacturers' products, but primarily the Stark product, um, from Stark Systems, they make a product called the Real Wall, which is uh, a temporary containment wall used in uh, all types of construction applications, both medical, non-medical, data centers, airports, commercial buildings. Um, we've really noticed that uh, this product is out in the marketplace, and sometimes you don't even know what you're looking at. Um, it's mm. simply a, uh, a way to create a barrier wall in between um, the construction site, uh, say a rehab or an upfit, you can put it under negative air to make sure that uh, all of the quality air, the good air is staying on one side of the wall and the bad air is staying on the other side of the wall. 
And you can uh, think about it in the simplest terms, right? Uh, if I'm having my knee operated on, man, I sure don't want the dust from a cutoff saw uh, coming into my operating room or my surgery center. And uh, we feel like this product's gonna be a real game changer in the industry from a rental perspective. It fits nicely in our world and we will be opening stores all across the country to, uh, to support this effort. Yeah, I could see how it would fit real nice in the rental space because the, I would imagine they're not cheap to buy and you, you don't need that on every job. So uh, I can see how that would fit real nicely. They also look like they're pretty easy to clean. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, cleanliness, obviously, in a, in a medical setting would be uh, would be paramount. You, you simply cannot um, do anything else other than offer what we call a white glove service. Uh, this product is, is uh, cleaned every single application. It's also cleaned during the uh, during the setups, as these things are in the uh, in the medical buildings or wherever the application happens to be. You've got uh, you've got crews that are cleaning these walls just regularly. And you're absolutely right when it comes to why it makes sense in the rental space. I mean, it, it's a relatively expensive product. It's difficult to store. It's difficult to move. Um, oftentimes with containment walls, it's not as simple as just a setup and a takedown. We often follow projects along. We'll do two, three, four modifications of a project um, as the contractor is moving along with his project. And we're simply partnering with that contractor to follow him to from the very beginning to the end of it. Yeah, it sounded like the, I, I, you, you said it before I could. You're partnering with these contractors. Where else do you see um 2022 any other areas beside the containment wall that you see as being you know growing real quickly and and especially in the rental space yeah sure so you know um, large volume applications for air scrubbers are something that uh we normally didn't see a few years ago um there would always be the big projects say a uh, 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 you know, hurricane rolls through and you've got a lot of mold damage that has to be addressed uh, after the drying portion of the uh, remediation process is done. And you'll get contractors or customers calling in for relatively large volumes of scrubbers. Uh, again, the pandemic has really changed that. It's turned it on its head. Um, you know, the days of somebody wanting one or two pieces, that still happens, but we fill orders for hundreds and hundreds of air scrubbers, including some very specialized units. Uh, we've all seen kind of the tried and true commercial grade air scrubbers that have been around for, for 20, 25 years in the industry. That is evolving. Uh, we're seeing a lot more um, technical air scrubbers. We're seeing air scrubbers with, uh, that utilize physical uh, barriers, HEPA filtration, along with UV lights. That was something that wasn't common in the industry before. And now more and more manufacturers are offering those products to offer an additional level of protection when it comes to cleaning the air. Um, it just makes sense. Unfortunately, it, it took a pandemic to kind of highlight it for everyone. So we will be continuing to grow our fleet. We'll be continuing to partner with new customers in different areas. Um, something as simple as uh, air scrubbing for health concerns is relatively new. Uh, normally, when you needed an air scrubber, you needed it for an application, mold, asbestos, you, you, you pick it. Um, but you were, uh, you were specifically trying to remove something you know, it's something particular from the air. Nowadays, air quality is all about just health. We rent air scrubbers in office buildings just as much as hospitals. We hmm. rent air scrubbers in, uh, in industrial spaces where before, you know, maybe they'd rent a lift or a backhoe or something like that. Now they're calling looking for air quality gear simply because they want to protect their customers. They want to protect their people. And it just makes sense. 
Well, it looks like uh, Sunbelt made a good decision to go more heavily into the indoor air quality space, Kirk. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been great. Um, nice to always see, you know, a business doing well. And uh, certainly good to see that people are more aware of indoor air quality now. Well, Kirk Stewart, thanks for joining us here. And I uh, look forward to talking to you again as the 2022 goes along. That's great. Thanks for having me. All right. The Roundup is brought to you by April Air, providing healthy humidity, ventilation, and air purity solutions for new and existing homes. April Air, healthy air, healthy home at aprilaire.com. Cliff, all I can say is, all right, I did it. It's all yours, babe. <laughs> Any final thoughts or comments? I, I do, Joe. Uh, thank you. Well, first of all, Joe, uh, we're going into our 15th year of, of partnership and, and, and doing this together. And I think three things have really made that possible. You know, the first, I'd like to thank the listeners. I mean, they're the reason we do it. Uh, I'd like to thank the guests. Uh, they provide the content. And those are the people with whom we do it. The third uh, is the sponsors. Without their support, you know, financial and otherwise, we really uh, wouldn't be able to do it. Um, the next thing is, um, I, I, you know, we've spent a whole year talking about COVID and talking about solutions for COVID and talking about what to do in schools. And the same things kept coming out over and over and over again. Improve the, well, first of all, fix the HVAC system because a lot of them weren't working. And then improve the HVAC system. And then redesign the HVAC system and improve the filtration and bring in HEPA air cleaners. And then the government provided a lot of money to states to do this. And my disappointment, Joe, is a lot of, the, a lot of this money, number one, hasn't been spent yet. And then a lot of it was misspent, went into things like critical race theory and training teachers and, and, and so on and so forth. That money was for kids and to protect them. And uh, you know, to me, that's a big disappointment that the money didn't go and hasn't gone uh, you know, where, where it needed to go. And you know, one thing, afterthoughts, I just remind everybody, you know, the conversations, the things we talk about in this show continue after the show uh, for a limited period of time and afterthoughts, uh, you know, that, that period runs from one show to the next. So we'll be talking about this show uh, until the next show. So I'll turn things back to you, buddy. All right. Thank you, Cliff. And I want to thank uh, the Z-Man, my co-host, of course, John, you got to have faith. All of our sponsors, they were just fantastic about, you know, making whatever arrangements were necessary to, to make sure they were represented on today's show. And I just, as I said in the show announcement, I learned, a lot doing this show and I enjoy this show and it's great to get perspectives from the different parts of our industry. So uh, I hope you all have enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next Friday at noon with the next broadcast of IAQ radio. We've got a great show. Uh, Kishore Konkari. We're going to Dr. Konkari. We're going to talk about computational fluid dynamics, which we've never really covered closely on this show. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it helps helps people visualize how complex sometimes it can be 
when you're trying to figure out what type of pollutants and particles and so forth are, are, are in a building and how they're traveling through a building. I think he's going to do a great job on, on showing us that. So I look forward to having everybody back next Friday at noon for the next episode of IAQ Radio Plus. For IAQ Radio, I'm Spike Reel saying thanks for listening.